The following is an exclusive presentation of the Southwest Georgia Network. Welcome to the High School Football Roundup Podcast, an inside listen on high school football in Southwest Georgia, only on the Southwest Georgia Network. Welcome back to the High School Football Roundup Podcast on the Southwest Georgia Network at southwestgeorgianetwork.com and on Twitter at SWJ Network. I'm Walter Johnson. And on this week's installment of the High School Football Roundup Podcast, and uh, there's a lot to unpack for this uh, first week, week one of 2021, including the Colquitt County Packers and Lee County Trojans having to come from behind to win their openers, Lowndes and Valdosta losing their openers, definitely no joy in Wintersville, USA, also, three of the four schools here in Albany not only lose, but uh, were held to just uh, six points combined. I'll talk about that in more detail throughout this episode. And no region in our area had a better week than Region 1 AA with five out of the six teams playing, and four out of the five teams that did play ended up winning their games, plus scores from other games in this opening week of 2021, and some other items of interest, including uh, some of the top games for week two. As always, there's not much time to waste, so let's get started and most definitely start with the Colquitt County Packers heading up to Marietta, Georgia in the metro Atlanta area to face the Marietta Blue Devils and uh, season opening uh, game for both teams in Colquitt County and Marietta were supposed to play last year. But, of course, uh, like uh, many of these games, and uh, in, uh, many of these games, many of these situations, COVID-19 had other ideas, and, uh, and uh, Colquitt had to cancel its first uh, two games of 2020 last year. That was last year because of uh, rising uh, COVID cases, and as this... Uh, episode of the HSFR is being recorded and uh, and the, the virus is still causing a lot of problems but anyway Colquitt County trailed 12 to nothing during the first quarter and 18 to 7 in the third and this is according to Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter but the turning point came when Rick Yates returned a fumble uh, 20 yards and that uh, tied up the score at 18 apiece. And Colquitt then bought the punt and Quay McCoy recovered it in the end zone for uh, the Packers' first lead. And the Packers actually added a field goal down the stretch and then Marietta scored a late touchdown and added the extra point to pull the win a field goal, but couldn't get any closer. And Colquitt County holds on to win 28 to 25. 
And Charlie Pace rushed for 127 yards and 29 carries. And sophomore quarterback Nico Fan making his first start for the Packers. Finished 8 out of 16 in the passing department for almost 100 yards, 99 to be exact. And once again, Colquitt County wins over Marietta, 28-25. And as a reward for that hard-fought win, and the Packers moved up two spots from number five to number three in Class of an A. That's according to the latest uh, AJC Georgia High School Football Daily poll. It's a big win for Colquitt County. Opening the season on a winning note with a 28-25 win over Marietta, up in Marietta, Georgia, north just northwest of Atlanta. And seeing uh, and and as I'm going to discuss uh, just a little bit later in this uh, episode, and uh, man, uh, Metro Atlanta really and truly flexed to its muscles. At the expense of uh, expense of some of the teams here in our here in the Southwest Georgia Network coverage area, and next up you got the Lee County Trojans opening their season on Saturday, August twenty-first here in Albany, and the campus of Albany State University in the Hamp Smith Classic, and the Trojans. Played host to the Carver Tigers out of Columbus, Georgia, under former head coach, former Darty head coach, I should say, in Corey Joyner. And now he's beginning like his second or third year at Carver. You know, it was a back, you know, it was a back and forth game throughout in Lee County. Led eight to seven at the end of the first quarter, and then Carver. Uh, Rallied to, and then Carver rallied to tie the game at 15 apiece, and then actually uh, took the lead 22 to 15. And uh, during the third quarter, but uh, Lee County fought back down the stretch with about nine minutes to go in in the contest. Chris Martin threw an eight-yard touchdown pass to Tyrish Washington, and then. Added the two-point conversion to put Lee County ahead to stay. And Carver never crossed midfield after that. And uh, Julius McLennan rushed for 119 yards. And the defense obviously performed well for Lee County as well. And uh, you're getting six sacks and held Carver to just five yards rushing. And so, and Carver had a chance to to at least set up for a potential game-winning field goal, but um, Lee County added the safety with just 22 seconds to play in the game. And the final score: Lee County Trojans 25, Carver Columbus 22, and Lee County will play host to Maynard Jackson out of Atlanta in their home opener. And as a matter of fact, it'll be the first of four straight home games for the Lee County Trojans up in Leesburg. 
So once again, Lee County, 25, and Carver, Columbus, 22. And while, Car while Colquitt County and Lee County both rallied to get their first wins of 2021, it was just a rough weekend for the teams down in the Valdosta Lowndes County area. And we start with the Lounge Vikings and uh, being upset by the Walton Raiders and up in uh, Cobb County. You see in the Cobb County and uh, really Metro Atlanta in general, obviously uh, starting to flex its muscles and seems like the balance of power and uh, seems to be in the Metro Atlanta area, at least in Classes 7 and uh, 6A this season. And uh, getting right to the point. And uh, Lowndes lost to Walton 34-28 to in overtime. And Ja'Curry Brown, the, who committed to the University of Miami, the Hurricanes, rushed for 152 yards in the touchdown. And was also 10 out of 19 passing for 164 yards and three touchdowns. And all those uh, touchdown passes uh, went to Chase Belcher. And uh, two of those uh, touchdowns from Brown to Belcher came in the final two minutes of regulation to uh, force a 28 all tie and also force that extra session. And uh, Lowndes had a chance to take the lead, but missed a thirty-yard, but missed a thirty-yard field goal attempt. And seeing, uh, and Lowndes lost despite leading in total yards, three hundred ninety-four to two hundred eighty-six. And and from the Walton perspective, Sutton Smith. Scored on a first and goal run from the three-yard line in overtime. After that, uh, missed the field goal attempt from Lowndes. And Lowndes, I mean, trailed 28-14. to 14, but, uh, Only to score back-to-back uh, -to -back touchdowns to force that uh, overtime period. And Smith finished with 85 yards rushing. And quarterback Zach Rosman was 6 out of 7, passing 421 yards and two touchdowns. One of those was a 31-yarder to Smith. And uh, obviously a very tough loss for Lowndes, who began the season ranked 6th in the AJC GHSF Daily Rankings. And Walton moved up five spots from number 9 to number 4. And Colquitt County is uh, just ahead of uh, Walton at number three, Collins Hills number two, Milton number one, and also before moving on, you know it was Grayson being upset by Creekside out of Class Five A, nineteen to fourteen, the final score. And 
It was also a rough week. It was also a rough week uh, for the Valdosta Wildcats, who played their first game under new head coach Shelton Pelton, who, who replaced the fired Rush Probst. And uh, Probst was let go back in the spring for the for the for that scandal, recruiting scandal, the funny money scandal, and uh, led to uh, the Wildcats being declared ineligible for postseason play by the GHSA, as well as having to pay $7,500 in fines. Also, having several players declared ineligible by the GHSA. And, uh, so that's, uh, so obviously that's a huge uh, price to pay. So I've also paid a big price for, um, for um, Rush Pope's one season and uh, coaching the Wildcats. And Valdosta fell to Warner Robins at the Touchdown Club of Macon Kickoff Classic in Macon, Georgia, on the campus of Mercer University in Five Star Stadium. And Valdosta got out to an early 7 to nothing lead thanks to Cameron. Thanks to Cameron Bailey returning the block punt for a touchdown, but that would be the only time uh, uh, the Wildcats uh, would have the lead and the Demons scored four straight touchdowns before halftime and and it was all it was basically all Warner Robins from that point on. And as for as for the defending class five A state champs, Kristen Kristen Lane was 15 out of 25 passing for over 250 yards and two touchdowns, while Malcolm Brown rushed for 31 yards and a touchdown on 32 attempts, and Davian Walker had five receptions for 13 yards and a touchdown. On the defensive side, Jay, Jay Carter, Carter had three tackles for losses, and Warner Robbins and uh led Warren Robbins had a had a, just a humongous lead, tremendous lead in the total yards department. On uh, four hundred and ninety-three to two hundred and thirty-three in total yards. And uh and obviously Valdosta and um uh, I mean have a have a, we'll have a workout for him. I think both Valdosta and Lowndes, I think, they're losing, losing their openers uh, on a Saturday, and uh, I think that um, I think that exposed a lot of weaknesses. And I think for Valdosta especially, and uh, they're going to have, and uh, obviously it's going to be, going to be a long road ahead. For a Wildcats team that uh, has nothing to play for, other than pride, and uh, it's being, being especially being declared ineligible for postseason play, and I'm gonna move right along, 
and uh, three of the four, three of the four GHSA teams here in Albany, here in Albany and Darty County, started their seasons last week. And all three teams lost, and and not only did all three teams lose, all three of them lost badly. And he had Deerfield win the Deerfield Windsor Knights, the Monroe Tornadoes, and the Westover Patriots all, all all started their seasons on the road. And all three teams, as I mentioned earlier, lost and uh and get got blown out in the process. And so we'll start with the Deerfield Windsor Knights out of GHSA Region 1 single A prior. GHSA Region 1 single-A private and the Knights uh, traveled to Ellaville, Georgia some uh, 50-60 miles uh, north of Albany on US Highway 19 to take on the Shalai County Wildcats Shalai spelled S-C-H-L-E-Y in Shalai County cruised to an easy 35 to nothing win over Deerfield Windsor and so the Knights uh and it's just a rough week for this, um, just a rough week for this, uh, rough opening game for this Deerfield Windsor team. And, and the Knights will look to bounce back. And, uh, this week, playing host to the Miller County Pirates. And, uh, in the season opener for both teams. And it's actually, it's a home opener for Deerfield. And Miller County uh, played last week. And the Pirates also had a uh, had a uh, rough opening week as well. More on them uh, later in this episode. And moving on to the Monroe Tornadoes and the Apple and and the Tornadoes traveled to Baxley, Georgia, to face another team of Pirates. In Appling County, in Appling County, spoiled head coach Lacey Herring's debut, coaching the Green and Gold, and Appling County won easily over Monroe, 42 to six. And the Tornadoes fall to 0-1 on the season. And uh, and finally, the Westover Patriots. Traveled to Tifton, Georgia to face the Tiff County Blue Devils and they hastily created a matchup of two first-year head coaches, Adam Miller at Westover, as well as Noel Dean from Tiff County. And I say the game between Westover and Tiff County was hastily created because of COVID, COVID-19 protocols, and Westover was originally scheduled to open the season on the road at Sumter County against the Panthers, the formerly the Sumter County Panthers were formerly known as the America Sumter Panthers. And uh, during the off season, however, America Sumter High School had its name changed to Sumter County High School and Westover was scheduled to open at Sumter County, while Tiff County was scheduled to play host to Crisp County. 
But uh, both Chris and Sumter had to cancel their respective games against Tiff County Westover. Again, uh, due to the virus. Due to the virus that's going to virus. But uh, as far as uh, Tiff County is concerned, as far as Tiff County is concerned, and just the second play from scrimmage, the Blue Devils recovered a uh, Westover fumble and returned it into the end zone for a touchdown. And and by the second quarter, by the middle, by the middle of the second quarter, Tiff County had jumped out to a commanding 34 to nothing lead. And uh, and even a uh, lightning delay that was uh, detected near Dream Brody Field in Tifton. And uh, 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 couldn't delay the inevitable as Tiff County won easily 41 to nothing over Westover. So well, that's uh, saying uh, so in all, three out of the four Albany teams on the GHSA were outscored by the, by get this, 118 to 6, 118 to 6, 118 to 6, and, uh, and Monroe scored the only, only points, Monroe scored the only points between themselves in Deerfield, Windsor, and Westover. So just a rough week for all three of those teams. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, obviously a lot of uh, things just to work on. So uh, all three teams, uh, Deerfield, Windsor, Monroe, and Westover, will have to work out for them. And the fourth team here in Albany, the Doherty Trojans were scheduled to travel to Cuthbert, Georgia to face the Randolph Clay Red Devils, one of six teams in Region 1 Single A Public that will be playing football this season. And uh, and as mentioned in previous episodes, the Calhoun County Cougars chose uh, not to play uh, this season, obviously because of covid and while two of her teams in Region 1 Single-A Public, Bakerton Charter, and in uh, Bakerton, Georgia, Northern Mitchell County, as well as Patola Charter in Calhoun County, Edison, Georgia, well, are only playing nine region schedules this season. And, uh, and Darty was... And Darty was scheduled to play at Randolph Clay, but uh, COVID-19 also caused the cancellation of that contest. And uh, Darty will open the season against Kendrick out of Columbus at Hugh Mills Stadium. And, and moving right along. And... Uh, and can't think of any region, any, and oh, I can't think of any region anywhere in the state, and especially here, a lot of regions here 
in uh, many parts of the state and all throughout the state really had uh, had some good opening weeks. And but uh, but as far as uh, here in South Georgia is concerned, Southwest Georgia and uh, no region had a, had as good of a start to a season as Region One AA and uh, five of the six teams in Region One AA started their seasons. And uh, this past Friday, and out of those five teams, and uh, only the Cook Hornets from Adel, Georgia, lost their opener. And you know the and one of those teams that won, you had the Early County Bobcats. Well, let's start with the Thomasville Bulldogs. Get the Early County in just a little bit. And uh, and how about the Thomasville Bulldogs? The Thomasville Bulldogs, and uh, knocked off the number one team, the preseason number one team in Class Single A Public in the Brooks County Trojans. Final score: forty-two thirty-four Thomasville. And and Shannon White rushed thirty-one yards for a touchdown with less than six minutes to go. To give Thomasville a 42-21 lead. And Brooks County actually scored a couple of touchdowns down the stretch. But couldn't get any closer. And Malik Harper was a was a Malik Harper also shined for the Bulldogs, rushing for 164 yards and four touchdowns on 19. Carries Ricky Fulton had another 100 plus yards from scrimmage on 18 touches, so big win for Thomasville. And uh, in this Thomasville team, so and Thomasville obviously has one of the Thomasville obviously has has to have one of the toughest uh, schedules of any team uh, in the state state here. And uh, the Bulldogs opening with that big win over Brooks, and then and uh, and the and the Bulldogs eventually lost to Brooks County last year. And uh, looking to go to two and zero this week, taking on uh, the Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets. And uh, at the Jackets Nest. And yeah, seeing uh and uh after and uh looking at Thomasville's schedule and uh winning a hard fought game over Brooks County and then going to Thomas County Central this week and then back to back home games after that. Taking on uh taking on uh Cairo Serb Makers on September third and then home against the Bainbridge Bearcats, the defending region one for you. Champions the week after that, and then, and then facing uh, Okoli County up in Watkinsville, Georgia, on September seventeenth, and uh, that's going to be a tough game. And as a matter of fact, Okoli County came down to Thomasville 
and won easily. And then there's then of course there's a that tough Region One AA schedule that includes uh, visits to Early County, includes a visit to Early County, a home game against Worth County, back-to-back road trips to Cook and Fitzgerald, and then back home at Berrien to to finish the regular season. And uh, and Region One AA as always. Is, I mean that's um. And that's not going to be, and that's going to be in Region 1AA. It's going to be just a brutal, brutal, brutal region again this season. And uh, see, and got the Early County Bobcats in a st- starting their 2021 season on a winning note. And uh, just sort of rolling all over the Seminole, rolling all over Seminole County. 40 to nothing, the final score. And uh, this early county team will have a lot to prove after finishing third in GHSA Region 1 AA and uh, picking up uh, a big road win, pummeling Putnam County in the first round, only to be crushed by number four seed Bluckley County in the second round in Bluckley County. And uh, pull out the upset over Class 4A, Warner Robins. I mean, not Warner Robins. I meant West Lawrence. And uh, Dexter, Georgia, just west of Dublin. Hence the name West Lawrence. And uh, back to Early County. And a uh, big win for the Bobcats. And going to 1-0 on this young 2021 season. So it'll be interesting to see how head coach Joel Harvin and his uh, squad will fare in this 2021 campaign. So that that's going to be, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this early county team fares. And um, and uh, Pelham. So Early County goes to Pelham this Friday, August 27th of 2021. And uh, and the other te- other teams in Region 1AA that opened their season with uh, victories were the Berrien Rebels out of Nashville, Georgia, and Berrien blasted Long County 34-6. And also... The Worth County Rams winning a seesaw battle over the Turner County Titans, 35 to 28. The final score in Sylvester at Milt Miller Field. And Worth County got off to a two or no start uh, last season. Unfortunately, though, and. Uh, Head coach, uh, second-year head coach Philip Ironside, and his uh, Rams couldn't sustain that uh, momentum. And uh, actually, I checked that, and I stand corrected. Um, Worth County actually lost to Turner County last year, 35-21, but uh, reeled off three straight wins, 
including a stunning win over Mitchell County down in Camilla last year, 34-30. And then you have Worth County drove almost the length of the field and scored the eventual game-winning touchdown. And, uh, and, then, they, and then Worth County beat uh, Mitchell County, then America Sumter, for now Sumter County, and Rutland out of Macon to uh, get off to a 3-1 start. Unfortunately, however, the Rams struggled tremendously the rest of the season, losing uh, five out of their final six games, including struggling to a 1-4 record in Region 1 AA. And, uh, so, and so, obviously, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Worth County can build on that win over Turner County and uh, try and uh, put themselves in the conversation for a playoff berth out of a Region 1 AA and, and Berrien's uh, basically in the same boat and the Berrien Rebels and uh, also Berrien also started off well in uh, 2021, and uh, beat it, rolled past Long County, 41-21, and then lost three in a row. And uh, Berrien's only other win came against Tatlow County, 28-21, in a home game on October 9th last season. And, and the Rebels sadly lost uh, their final five games all in region play. And then it's like, uh, you know, it's one thing to start well, but it's uh, like that saying goes, to paraphrase one of those sayings is, you know, it's how, it's how well you finish, not how well you start. It'll be interesting to see if uh, both Berry and Worth County can continue to maintain that momentum and the only Region 1AA team to lose the opening week, their opening week was the Cook Hornets from Adel, Georgia. And it was a Cook playing host to the Ware County Gators. And it was Ware County crushing Cook convincingly. 52-7 was the final score. And so uh, Cook... And Cook um, and uh, just had a rough uh, opening to their 2021 schedule, and say, and uh, Cook uh, fell 38 to six at Ware County in Waycross last season, and that over in Southeast Georgia, and Cook uh, eventually finished the 2020 season at five and five overall, and two and two. In Region One AA, and uh, lost to lost to Jefferson County in the first round of the state playoffs, 36-22, to get to that final overall record of five and five for the year 2020. Last time uh, Cook uh, missed the playoffs 
was in, way back in around 1999. 1999 was the last time a Cook team missed the playoffs. And, uh, and the Hornets under then head coach Neil Rumble also finished 5-5 five five on the season. But uh, that was under a non-region schedule. And, uh, and Cook hasn't missed the playoffs since. So it'll be... And, uh, and the most interesting thing here is... The uh, most interesting thing with uh, Cook's uh, uh, streak of uh, making the playoffs. And they've only had... Had uh, six uh, double-digit win seasons. The most recent, uh, more than a decade ago, in 2010, 12-1 in 2010, and uh, and that the squad advanced as far away as the quarterfinals. Since then, though, and uh, Cook's seasons have ended in the second round, first round, first round, second round, first round, first round, second round, first round, second round. And first round, and uh, it'll end, and uh, and Cook is off this week, but will return to action on on September third, and that's when they'll host Pelham, and actually they'll travel to Pelham in the Battle of Hornets, the Cook Hornets versus the Pelham Hornets, and speaking of um, Hornets. And here's some, some scores from other games in this first week of 2021. And uh, the Pelham Hornets had a successful debut under first-year head coach Lamar Landing while spoiling the return of uh, their former head coach in Dondrio Pinkins in Mitchell County. And was Pelham over Mitchell County. 26 to 12. Pelham starts the season at 1-0 overall and will host Early County. This uh you know and Pelham will host Early County this Friday, August 27th. And uh COVID 19 or weather permitting. And also, you know, also, we've already mentioned uh, Brooks County losing to Thomasville, 42-34. And uh, Brooks County trailed 42-21. But uh, Wisdom Harris got a 57-yard touchdown pass. And then... And then Willie Brown took another uh, pass for 99 yards in the closing seconds, and that made the final score 42 to 34. But um, were unable to recover an onside kick during that final minute. And tough loss for Brooks County, 42-34. And uh, and even with that loss in the and uh, Brooks County, uh, 
in uh, Brooks, uh, Brooks County. Still fell one spot from their preseason ranking of number one down to number two. And uh, guess who Irwin County? And guess who the number one team is in Classic Lake Public? Irwin County. Two-time defending state champion Irwin County. And uh, Irwin County will play host to Fitzgerald. And Fitzgerald was scheduled to open their season at home against the uh, Cairo Syrup Makers. But and the uh, COVID uh, monster and uh, invaded Fitzgerald, as it were. And that caused the game to be postponed until September 17th. Hopefully, um, hopefully um, there won't be uh, many more uh, disruptions to the schedule between now and then. And so looking at some other scores and uh, the Terrell County Green Waves from Region 1 Single A Public. Got their season off on a winning note. And uh, shutting out Kendrick out of Columbus, 32 to nothing. Also in their county, traveled to Tootin County. And uh, leaving Soperton, Georgia, with a 39 to 13 win over the Vikings. And the Bulldogs go to 1 0 on the season. Already mentioned burying all over Long County. 34-6, and the Miller County Pirates out of Colquitt, Georgia, traveled up U.S. Highway 27 to Casita, Georgia, and uh, and uh, fell to the Ch fell to Chattahoochee County, 32-6, and I already mentioned Appling County over Monroe, 42-6, and Pelham, as I mentioned uh, earlier, well defeated Mitchell County, 26-12. Early County over Seminole County, 40 to nothing. The Southwest Georgia County Warriors and the GISA, Class AA, were scheduled to travel to Bacon, Georgia, to face uh, the Bacon Charter Blazers, but that game was canceled due to COVID. And it had the Terrell Academy. Losing to Southland Academy, 27 to nothing. Terrell Academy traveled to Southland Academy. I was up in Americus, Georgia, and Terrell County pitched a shutout over Southland, 27 to nothing. And the Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets crossed the state line into Tallahassee, Florida, to face Florida State High School or FSU High. And Thomas County Central lost 35-15 to, to uh, Florida State High School. And uh, and uh, and Thomas County Central's loss to Florida State High or FSU High kept the kept the winless week for uh, Region One Four A and uh, Region. Region 1-3A, make that Region 1-4A or Quad A, finished that first week at 0-3, a winless week. And also uh, Westover 
As I mentioned, getting shot out at uh, Tiff County, 41 to nothing. And and this uh, team called Wewa, spelled W-E-W-A, lost to the knocked off Brookwood out of Thomasville. The defending GISA Region 3 AAA champions final score, Wewa, or W-E-W-A, 34, Brookwood, 28. Brookwood getting off to a rough start. And already mentioned uh, earlier in this uh in this uh podcast that uh, Lee County rallied for a 25-22 win over Carver Columbus in the in the Hampsmith Classic at the Albany State University Coliseum on the campus of uh Albany State University, the East Campus here in Albany. And Valasa getting crushed by Warner Robins at Five Star Stadium in Macon, Georgia, on the campus of Mercer University. And finally at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and the Quirky Cow Classic. Lowndes losing that heartbreaker in an upset to Walton, 34-28. That was in overtime. And uh, some, some other items of interest in uh, Peach County. Losing to Central of Phoenix City, Alabama, 42-23. And, uh, and Grayson being knocked off by, upset by Creekside out of Fairburn, Georgia, 19-14. And, and some uh, other other scores and uh, another, another item of interest. And Coffee was scheduled to play host to Drew. And uh, I'm from Jonesboro, Georgia, just south of uh, Atlanta. But uh, COVID uh, claimed that game. And seeing Miller County will open their season at Deerfield Windsor as well. So that's. Uh, and Perry, a winner over Houston County, and Perry eliminated in the Westover season in the first round in Class 4A in Houston County. One of the three t- teams in Region 16A will be eligible for postseason play in, in uh, 2021. And, uh, and then, as mentioned earlier, and then not only earlier, but isn't but in previous uh, episodes of the High School Football Roundup podcast, Valasta is uh, ineligible for postseason play because of uh, numerous uh, infractions that they committed under former head coach Rush Probst. So, and uh, obviously, I'm not going to go into all those uh, allegations, all those violations, or anything like that. And let's see, and uh, taking a look at uh, taking a look at some of the you know, games this week, big some of the big games this week to wrap up uh, this week's uh, program. Probably start with uh, the Bainbridge Bearcats. 
taking on the Coffee Trojans uh, over in Douglas, Georgia. And uh, Bainbridge begins the season. Bainbridge, Bainbridge uh, despite uh, not playing last week, moved up one spot from, from uh, number nine to number eight in Class 4A in the AJC GHSA Daily Poll. And the Bearcats under head coach Jeff Littleton will open the season against the, against the coffee team. Uh, that began the season ranked fourth in Class 5A. And uh, both teams were in the playoffs and coffee advanced to the quarterfinals. And Bainbridge got all the way to the semifinals in 4A. And their season uh, ended in the quarterfinals. And you also have uh, Brooks County looking to bounce back from their uh, loss to Thomasville. A very tough loss to Thomasville at that. Losing to losing to uh, and now uh, Brooks County will go to Cairo this week. Doesn't get any easier for uh, doesn't get any easier for Brooks County this week. And uh, Caldwell County at home against Westlake. And Fitzgerald will try again to open their season. And uh, instead of opening against Cairo, they'll uh, head, head uh, down the road along your side 129 to Osceola to face two-time back-to-back defending state champion Irwin County. And Early County in Pelham. And that's going to be a big game as well. So that's going to do it for this uh, episode of the High School Football Roundup Podcast for the week beginning Monday, August 23rd, 2021, 2021. And a quick reminder, you can watch, I mean, correction, you can listen to the High School Football Podcast online at southwestgeorgianetwork.com. That's southwestgeorgianetwork.com to listen to the High School Football Roundup podcast and also follow the Southwest Georgia Network on Twitter, SWJ Network. And on the Twitter feed at SWJ Network, you'll find the most up-to-date information on high school football here in Southwest South Central Georgia, from South Sumter County to the Florida border, from Irwin County to the Alabama border. That's the Southwest Georgia Network at southwestgeorgianetwork.com and on Twitter at SWJ Network. I'm Walter Johnson. As always, I'm, I thank you for listening. Have a good rest of this week. May your favorite team win. And as always, stay safe. Thank you, and God bless you, and goodbye. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Southwest Georgia Network. The Southwest Georgia Network is online at southwestgeorgianetwork.com and on Twitter at SWGA Network. Thanks for listening.